0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box.
1: Anyone for jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor.
0: I'm 904 years old.
1: I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of (laughs) Castambrus. Hey, Who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and welcome to episode 56 we're getting closer dude
0: it's so close isn't it yeah
1: it's um i'll tell you what mate just just being in the middle of the whole who fandom thing while this is going on is so good yeah L- looking at everybody's tweets and and everything like that at facebook people are just so i, I would probably say that Because Capaldi's already had uh, a series done and dusted now, I think people are really looking forward to where he takes the character now. Yes, yeah. So there seems to be just so much excitement and buzz for it. I just, I can't wait, man. It's going to be good.
0: I, I am loving it. I tell you, I'm just yeah, like you said, it's it's everywhere at the minute. There is such a buzz for the new series. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. And it's like you said, it's so close. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, I mean, it's this weekend or tonight or last night <laughs> whenever <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it's it's here finally here and it's it it has come around fairly quick don't you think i mean it seemed like months and months and months when it was sort of announced you know series nine we're thinking oh i've got all this time to wait and yeah it's it's here
1: yeah i mean that yeah. it, it does feel like it's been a long time coming mm. um and now it's finally here it's like whoa 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 let's let's know. do it yeah um, but yeah, I, I think um, even though that we've had a, a, a preview of it, it, it's not spoiling my um, anticipation for, you know, joining in when everyone else is going to be watching it as well. Uh, yeah, same. so I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. It has made it difficult to talk to people because um, <laughs> I'm so excited um, by it. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. I am looking forward. I'm really, really looking forward to Saturday night, actually, when the episode has finished, when those credits have rolled. And I just can't wait to sort of jump online and chat to people about it. That's what I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited for that moment. Yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah me just too. can't wait to chat with people about it.
1: So, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast on the uh, launch day, which will be Friday the 18th of September, you only have a day to wait, Yeah. which is very cool. If you're listening to this afterwards, um, then jump on Twitter and Facebook and let us know what you thought.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we'll put a picture up, won't we? And I just can't wait to hear people's reaction to this. I mean, we've we've sort of tried not to speak to each other about it because we <laughs> want to save it for our review, um, don't we? Want to you know save it? But it is yeah. There's going to be a lot to discuss. Um, I just can't wait to hear people's feedback on it.
1: Yeah, me too. It's um it's one of those times where I, I put this on Twitter last night actually that um I, I kind of had that that you know in the um when there's a new series of who coming you've got that week you know the run up to the new to the first episode um i put on twitter last night that i've got that kind of mid week and then in quotes um new doctor who very soon feeling mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and uh, had a few people jump on there were like yeah i know exactly what you mean it's really cool yeah. so it's it's definitely a good time to to be a who fan and i know there's i know there's a bit of trepidation about it because for a, a couple of years now, at least, we've had this whole thing about um, should Moffat still be writing, and should he, mm. you know, should he still be showrunner, and all this stuff, um, you, you know. So people, are, I, I think there's still a, a a little bit of hmm, I'm not sure. There was a few flops in the last series, and blah blah blah. But mm. I think Capaldi is really gonna. I, I think we're gonna see a new side of him um, in yeah. this series, and I think he's gonna take the character to another. Uh, to another place that we haven't seen yet, so th- that's the bit that I'm looking forward to the most is Capaldi and where he takes the character because, um, we've seen it in the past not so much with Eccleston because he only did one series, but we've seen it in the past where the actor who takes on the role and gets that first series out the way then they really start to grab it with both hands and make it their own yeah. thing, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking that, like, you know, he's yeah, he, he'll be. More comfortable in the doctor's shoes now. I think he's got that first series out of the way. The the sort of pressures off a little bit. I think it's fair to say he, you know, his doctor went down well. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, as an actor, he's probably always sort of thinking, oh, you know, I've got to get this right. I hope people like me as the doctor and all this sort of thing. And I think hopefully now he can just sort of breathe out a little bit and and like you said, find his feet and and enjoy it a bit more being the doctor. Yeah, I was thinking of Peter Davis actually when you were just talking just then. How you know in the first series, I think he. Really had to find his feet, and by you know by the sort of second, and and by the end of Davidson's run, he was brilliant as a Doctor, wasn't he? He was. You know, we he we was were brilliant. saying this in yeah. uh, what was it? Revelation. Um, I always say Revelation, uh, Resurrection, Resurrection. That's the yep. one. We were saying this, wasn't he? How confident he was as the Doctor by that point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think Capel is really going to go from strength to strength. I think. Yeah. Yeah, man. Certainly, from what I've seen. It's, yeah. good,
1: it's a good time to be a Who fan and, and watching Who. Yeah, I would say. Well,
0: I just love Capaldi. I was thinking, actually, they've released um, a couple of teasers this week. We got a, a prologue. Yep. Uh, and the US got a prequel, didn't they? Like a sort of um, six-minute prequel, uh, which we haven't officially had over here, but uh, it is sort of floating around on the net, although I keep people keep sending links and it, get, it keeps getting taken down. But um, I don't know why they don't just release it here. It seems silly. But the prologue, uh, which is him kind of on Khan talking to the sisterhood uh, oh, yeah. it was only about two yep. minutes and I, I actually really liked that it's a very short simple scene but i thought it was quite a nice little prologue i love the fact um doctor's got a line in there something about look after the universe i've put a <laughs> lot of work into it or something really nice little prologue i thought
1: yeah and i th- the thing with the prologue is that um there I- there is always a slight danger that you're going to start revealing a bit too much before the series kicks off. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you have that feeling at all, but there,
0: I did because I, I, I was wondering because, it, yeah, there were sort a of few bits in there that I thought, oh, that's giving a bit too much away, and then I thought, well, it's probably because we've seen it. Maybe if I hadn't seen the episode, I may, it may have gone over my head. But is yeah. that what you mean? Because that's what I thought. I thought, oh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean there, there, there is a, there is like an element of, of. I'm not sure how to explain it, really. There's an element of, you know, not revealing much at all, um, which kind of, you know, gives you that more of a... You know, when you're watching it, you've got that, you know, OMG moment, those yeah, OMG yeah. moments, stuff like that. So when I, when I saw the prologue, I was like, mm, you know, have, have they gone a, a tad too far? Because mm. one, one thing you don't want is to watch... It, it's a bit like when you see a movie trailer, and then you go and see the movie, and you're like, well, all the best bits were kind of in the trailer, Yes, you know, and I know they haven't revealed everything, and and that's cool. They they haven't put everything out there, but you know, I did they go a tad a tad too far and reveal a couple. Of, I'm not sure, but it was it was cool anyway. Mm. It was. Quite I think
0: cool. it's, it's better than the. I, I mean, I've seen the prequel. Uh, admittedly, not in very good quality, um, but I wasn't impressed with the prequel. I have to be. I thought it was just silly, over long. It's like one long gag stretched out for about six minutes, <laughs> and it and it does nothing. To really lead into the actual episode, apart from perhaps the little speech at the end, which right. again almost gives away too much. I feel it's a bit like, and again, I don't know if this is just because we we we've seen it and it's like, oh, well, I, I knew that. But it to me, the prequel was a bit of a. It didn't do anything for me at all. Whereas I liked the little prologue scene. I could see that sort of fitting in, and it's quite a nice little tease. But yeah, prequel didn't do it for me at all.
1: You weren't you weren't a fan of the. Um
0: Well, it's kind of running around trying to find the place for the well, the Doctor being erratic. Oh, I see, right. um, Somebody I was chatting to last night, uh, James from Who Alex Reviews, he was saying that he felt that the Doctor had been written, it was like a Matt Smith scene that had been given to Capaldi, and I can sort of see what he means, because the Doctor's being a bit silly, comical, and I sort of thought, yeah, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I don't know. Prequel just didn't really do anything for me, but I I do like the prologue. Okay. And I don't think it gives away too much, but... I do know what you're saying. I think there's a couple of it as well. Because this is the thing. This is an episode, and I, I know you're going to agree with me, where you the, the least you know about it, the better. And I keep saying <laughs> this to people that have been asking me about the episode. Like, you know, does this happen to these guys? Like, listen, I, I'm bursting to talk about it. But trust me, the best thing you can do about this episode is going into it as cold as possible. You know, the least you know, the more you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, Because I didn't know anything, really, before I went into it. Yeah, and it was so much better for it.
1: Yes, I mean even literally within the first I don't know um like literally within the first 5 minutes of the episode. You know, mm. it, you know there are there are moments where you're like, wow, so I can I can completely see your point. The less you know, the you know, the more you'll you'll, you'll enjoy it. And I think that's one of the reasons why um who fans are really good with spoilers. Mm. You know when um episodes go out and they're leaked or scripts have been leaked, whatever. Yeah, um, who fans don't really, you know, they don't really go out there and start sticking stuff on websites and YouTube and stuff. So, because um, that's why I was yeah. a
0: little bit concerned when I was watching these, because I was thinking, all I've been saying all for the last two weeks is I, I don't want, you know, I'm dying to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it because um, I don't want to ruin it for you. And I was thinking every time I watched something like the prequel of that, it was just giving a little bit too much away. And also, the Radio Times came out this week. And I put a picture on, on Geek Sandbag. I was saying, you know, Radio Times is out. It's got Capality on the cover. Brilliant. But it also does give just a little bit too much information. Yeah, so I did yeah. actually put, you know, if you peek inside, just be aware. It's not it's not telling you the story or giving too much, but it's just a little bit too much. You know, just, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm terrible because I, I love knowing stuff. You know, I am I am bad for spoilers, but I always regret it. And this is one thing that I'm glad that I didn't know too much. So yeah, yeah, it's, guys, if you can just avoid as much as yeah. possible,
1: it's just a nugget, a little nugget too far. Mm, exactly, which yeah, is what it's... I was worried for the the prequel and the the prologue and stuff. But mm. um, yeah, I, I think overall it's all going to be good.
0: It is, yeah, and it's it's so close to airing now. I think that's it. I think once it's aired, I'll just it's a big relief and and that's what i say i just can't wait to talk to people about it i just can't you know i'm gonna do my credits roll i'm just gonna be straight online yeah yeah it's gonna be cool
1: i think we should probably stop talking about it now because i can see us going (laughs) down the road where yeah and and i really don't want to get spoilery for you guys so exactly um what else have you been up to buddy
0: well i'll tell you what i have been up to I, i i listened to the um the last two stories in the last adventure box set, the Conan Baker's regeneration story from big finish. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, just brilliant, just brilliant. Cause I, I enjoyed the first one. Well, I didn't think it was amazing, but I enjoyed it. Second part. I really enjoyed third part with Jago and Lightfoot is brilliant. I loved it. And the fourth part, Colin's final regeneration. I was so excited to listen to that and it didn't disappoint. It's a wonderful send off for the sixth doctor and I just can't recommend it enough. I, I, it, it's just it's nice. They haven't. It does get sentimental at the end, but it's not too much. And Colin delivers it in his typical sort of gruff Sixth Doctor style. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a it's a it's a decent send off for the Sixth Doctor. um Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. I have to say, I finally got round to finishing it off yesterday. So yeah, really enjoyed that one.
1: Oh, cool. So that, you that that's a a definite recommendation. Oh, it is. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I really did. Really really enjoyed it. In fact, I'm I'm going to go probably not because I've just finished it but I am going to go back and listen to it from the beginning again because they're they're four separate stories but they obviously sort of have a a link and they kind of work well once you've listened to the four so it is one you could go back and listen to again and get a lot more out of I think so yeah recommend it what have you been up to buddy
1: what have I not um I've been I've been listening to a bit of big finish as well oh yeah um I remember picking up uh Davros oh right um this was quite a while ago now I think maybe last year Uh, I picked up Davros, but I remember only listening to the first, uh, maybe the first disc, um, possibly. So I thought I'd stick that back on, and I'm glad I did because I love that story. It's a good one. Yeah, and Terry Malloy is really good. Yeah, Um, I I think it's just the whole classic formula with Big Finish. When those guys have got a little bit more time and a little bit more freedom to stretch their their acting muscles a little bit, their performances Mm -hmm. really come through, and, and Terry Malloy is really good in that. Um, so I gave that a listen through. Um, also, ordered, oh, I had some good news. Oh, um, Last night, um, our uh, regular listener cousins, 2019, Oh yeah. Um, he popped up on Twitter and said, uh, Gary, have you seen that on Forbidden Planet International, um, they've got the Pop Funko um, uh, 12th Doctor in orange spacesuit back in oh. stock. Uh, so I immediately jumped on that and have ordered it. And fingers crossed, all is going to be well this time.
0: Right, well, yeah, because I, yeah. Do you know what, I saw, um, I saw it on the that you know they'd come back in stock. There's a website I forget. It's called Merchandise Two or something. It's brilliant, and I saw it on there, and I thought of you, so I immediately clicked on the link, and they it had already gone. So like, oh. um, in a, so I think you know, luckily, you you know, like you said, I think this time you you, you should be okay because they obviously had a limited stock, and by the time I'd clicked on the link, they'd all gone again. So yeah. Hopefully, you'll get actually get one this time. I'm hoping so because you yeah. pre ordered it, didn't you? And then it just never arrived. And I assume they, you know, unless you'll end up getting two, did they cancel that original? Yeah,
1: the pre-order. original one yeah. was, yeah, that was cancelled off the original one, um, right? Okay, I, I can only assume it was just the stock issue or yeah. something. But, um, I think, um, I mentioned that before, it, I, I wasn't too bummed out. I mean, I was disappointed, obviously, um, because I didn't get it, but I wasn't too, uh, wasn't too angry and stuff at those guys because i've never, never had a problem with with their website and getting stuff and then before so mm. uh, i'm just really and i think you said as well you said well don't be too bummed out because these things have a habit of coming back into stock yeah um which is really cool so i'm glad that it's back and i've ordered it and i'll let you guys know when it arrives i'll stick some picks up somewhere but i, I don't know why for some reason i'm just alluded to this particular figure i don't it's, know why it just it's a cool. good
0: one yeah. it's a good one and it seems to be one of the harder ones to get actually because uh, the other sort of exclusive variants still seem to be floating around to still seem to be able to pick them up from different places whereas that one does seem to be the one that that sold out really quickly and and is harder to find um so i'm glad you got it because as i say it obviously sold out again really really quick so i'm really pleased that good you know well done cousins for for letting you know because i'm i think you know you must have just been good timing
1: Yes, yeah. Because yeah. I was on, I was on my laptop last night and doing some Twitter stuff for the for the mm-hmm. podcast, and he just popped up. So, um, it was good timing. So, uh, thank you very much.
0: I know what else you've been doing, so because I saw your review <laughs> of the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray first series, series 1, Oh, ah, yes, series one of Doctor 2, the excellent. I saw your, I was reading your excellent review, and I, I agree with it. I think you you bang on actually. Um, with your, I think you gave it seven and a half out of ten. Is that right overall?
1: Yes, around about that was it seven and a half uh seven seven and a half something like that yeah yeah. Um, yeah but i
0: think what you said is is right i would absolutely agree with that it's um yeah i mean i don't know do you do you think it's, it's worth buying i think but it's yeah it's um, got limitations i suppose it has yeah. yeah
1: and um if you guys re- if you guys read the review it's on the um it's on the the website um Big Blue Box Podcast at UK. I think we're just going to start putting some more uh, article reviewy stuff on there. Mm. Um, but if you guys read it, and I, I did put a note on there as well that the review isn't for um, the, the story or the episodes or the actors or anything like that. It's purely a review of just the Blu ray. Yeah. So the picture quality, the audio, and, and stuff like that. But um, it does have its limitations, like you say. Um, and but it that that doesn't detract from the enjoyment of watching it in a slightly better quality than what we've had already. Yeah, I think is the I best so. way to put it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and it does, and it is better. I mean, even though it's even though it's an upscale, and it, it wasn't filmed in, in HD originally and stuff, it's the picture quality is still better, and the audio mix is very very good. Yeah. Um, and we've we've had a couple of comments on it already saying you know should I? Um, there was a guy who commented on there. I think Joe. Um, I forget his surname, uh, put a comment on on the site and then a couple of people have gone on Facebook as well to say, you know, thanks for the review, but, you know, I was thinking about picking this up and should I and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're both in agreement on that, that you you definitely should. It, because yeah. it is a step up in, in quality in both picture and audio. But
0: I think you're right. The audio is, I think, the big, yeah, the audio is definitely better. I mean, one of the limitations you point out in your review is that, the the music sometimes drowns out the dialogue, which unfortunately is a, um, you know, it was like that originally on transmission. So I think even though the audio is better, you do, it does still occasionally suffer from that, but that's just how it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's definitely a better audio mix on it, yeah. And I think the pictures, yeah, I mean, your DVD will be upscale by Blu-ray anyway, but I just love having everything on the same format. I said to, Tom Dix was asking whether he should get it at one of our listeners. And um, I just said to him, I just, I don't know, I, I always hated having like, one to four on DVD and, and then the rest on, Blu-ray. it's so just, but you know, it's just one of those things that it shouldn't bug me, but it does. So I, I love having them all just on Blu-ray. Yeah. So I, I think it's a worthy addition.
1: Yeah. And the, the cover's quite cool as well. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, Don't get me wrong. I, I still love my original DVD box set because that's the one that comes in like uh, the, the see-through slip case and the, the TARDIS and it opens up and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. you know, from a physical, you know, uh, a physical medium kind of point of view I, I do like that whole box set thing but um yeah it is cool go and get it it's cool
0: it's yep. cool yeah. so good so we've done some some we've managed to fit in quite a lot of uh who this week between the two of us haven't we yeah well it's, is it's,
1: good. it's definitely the week for who
0: <laughs> it's definitely the week for who yeah yeah talking of which shall we get into the news
1: shall we shall we land
0: it let's land it okie dokie
1: First up in the news this week, um, uh, we've got some not-so-surprising news, and I'm, I'm quite surprised at the reaction to this one, um, and that is that uh, Jenna Coleman is supposedly leaving Doctor Who mm. <laughs> um, at the <laughs> end of Series 9. Um, now, if you guys have followed this story just through the social stuff, um, for some reason, loads and loads of Who fans have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Why is she leaving? You know, how can she leave at this point and stuff like that? (laughs) Um, And it's confusing me slightly because I remember when Series 8 had finished, or we were like partway through production for Series 8 and the Christmas special and stuff, Mm. that she was meant to leave back then, I'm pretty sure, because didn't they film a scene with her... Um, wasn't it the scene where she was she was really old? Uh, was this the Christmas special, or was it like one of the last episodes of Series
0: Eight? Yeah, no, so, yeah. And series Eight ended with her walking away, which was Stephen Moffat said that was going to be her ending, which would have been terrible because it was a, a that would have been a very subtle way for her to go. Then she decided she wanted to come back, so he rewrote the ending to um, Last Christmas, which is the one you're referring to, where she was old, and that was right. going to be yep. her last scene, and yep. Jenna Coleman again changed her mind. Uh, Stephen, this is Stephen Moffat's words, not mine. Uh, she changed her mind again, so he then changed the ending um, and wrote her into Series 9. But, yeah, if, if rumours are to be believed, she's finally yeah. on her way. She's doing, yeah. she's
1: doing it off. I mean, I'm not surprised at all at this news because no. we were expecting her to, to leave anyway. Be- yeah. Because I mean, it would be a bit weird to, like you say, through Season 8, used to be like, right, this is you know, we're gonna write your final scenes. And you're like, I don't want to go. A bit a bit of a, a tenant moment. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. And then um, right, okay, you don't wanna go, fine. You can go in the Christmas special. And then the Christmas special, um I don't want to go yet. Okay, fine. You can stay on for another another series. And then if I remember correctly, before um series Um, 9 started there was also some stories and rumours I'm not sure if this came from Moffat or somebody else within the BBC but um, there were some other rumours and stuff that she was only going to be she was only going to star part way through
0: that's right if I
1: remember Um, so then that you know that was like another one right she's finally going to go at some point throughout series 9 but now you know reading through this um, she's probably going to be all the way through series 9 and possibly the Christmas special where that might be her departure, I'm guessing it's going to be Christmas that she's going to go. Um, See,
0: I don't think it is. I think she's going to leave at the end of the series because because Alex Kingston's in in the Christmas special, and sort of continuity wise, I don't think they're supposed to meet, are they? Oh, so I, I have going... a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling she's going to leave at the end of the series. But the other thing is, I think that the whole thing about her leaving mid-series was was mainly based on the fact that the BBC tweeted a picture of um, the casting names, and it, you know, like on the desk. Yes. And it didn't yep. include um, Jenna Coleman, so they're like, oh, she's left. But I, I think maybe there'll be a Jenna Light episode, which isn't unusual. They do that, don't they? A Doctor Light, a companion Light. I think there'll be one episode or whatever where she's not in it so much. And I, I my gut feeling is she'll leave at the end of the series and then we'll get a Christmas special with, with uh, Thing. But you could be right. I mean, it would be... I don't know. I suppose Christmas would be a good time for her to leave. Sort of brings it full circle. I don't know.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, she could go at the end of the series, but you know that. It's, it's, I, I, I do just,
0: think the time's right. I have to say, I do think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think she, if she stayed and if she stayed any longer, I do think it would, she'd be staying a welcome slightly. She has grown on me. I mean, I'm not always the biggest fan of Clara, but she definitely has grown on me. Um, especially being with Capaldi. But, yeah, I think it's time she bowed out. Um, Somebody last night I was chatting to, one of our listeners, Yanto Williams, made a very good point. He was saying, maybe she's just taken that job because there isn't going to be a full series next year. So maybe she hasn't left. Because if you think about it, um, there's all these rumours, isn't there, about that there's not going to be a full series, there'll only be a few specials, there might not even be a series 10, blah, blah, rumours, rumours, rumours. But maybe she's just taking another job because next year's not, you know, she hasn't got a full diary, which kind of would work as well. So maybe she Unreal. hasn't left. Yeah, you
1: know. because, um,
0: yeah, the Powell job is that... directing a film as well. He's, he's got projects going on next year. So it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the job that you're referring to is she's taken on the role of Queen Victoria mm. in, in a new drama that's going to be out next year.
0: She'll have to put on some weight, won't she?
1: You, you well it's it i think it's queen victoria from like her teenage years oh right right. Uh, and then her journey as she gets to the throne sort of thing but yeah but yes to in the later part of that um uh, drama she would have to um either oh, get God. some 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 latex mm. suits to let you me know some absorbable off kind of thing going on <laughs> or she's going to have to yeah put some weight on but so that that's the job that she's she's taken that role as queen victoria mm. um but you could be right because we have heard rumors before um, about their Doctor Who was going to go on a break, mm. and they were going to sort out a movie and, and all that kind oh, of stuff, right. yeah, you know. Yeah. So that could tie in. But personally, I I think the time is about right for her to go anyway.
0: I think so, and I
1: think a lot of Who fans would agree with that as well.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think you're right. I think we'll see, but that's that's my gut feeling as well. Yeah, I think yeah. we're about to see it go. and uh, i just wonder how because i think when you know like you were saying oh fans were saying oh good she's she should have left at the end of series eight and they were getting annoyed i think it was just because she had a few leaving scenes i think that was what sort of got people a bit annoyed you know like you were saying about the reaction that now everyone's surprised and stuff yeah Um, so i think she needs to go out well
1: uh, yeah it's a bit like when it's a bit like the end of the party Mm. And you just want to clear up and go to bed, and there's one person that wants to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yes. three in the morning, and you want to get to bed and tidy up, and they're like, "Let's put a movie on," and you're like, oh, "Really? Okay." <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah, poss- possibly the end for for Clara. I mean, let's be clear, this hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed. No, yeah. even
0: though the BBC... Have, uh, it's, this is the other thing I find bizarre, actually, just very briefly. Uh, the BBC have included this on their news segment. So it's been on the BBC News. It's been on um, BBC Three, you know, their little yeah. one-minute news catcher. But they've been reporting on a rumour, which is very unusual. It's like... Um, I don't know. It's just. I think it's just strange that they're saying Jenna Coleman has uh, apparently quit Doctor Who. It's like they're they're reporting on a rumor, which I don't think they often do. Rather than coming out and saying it's been confirmed, Jenna Coleman has left.
1: Yeah. So un- until we hear a one hundred percent confirmed hmm. from somebody at the BBC or Stephen Moffat or Jenna Coleman herself that she has actually left, then you know, then we'll take it as red. But at the moment, even though it's kind of ninety nine percent, you know, a thing it isn't a thing just <laughs> just quite yet
0: if you're not maybe aware. maybe the moth will blurt it out i do love it when the moth just goes off and <laughs> blurt stuff out yeah so we'll see yeah <laughs> cool right well in other news series nine news we've had the titles confirmed and revealed for all 12 episodes yeah. of of series nine and um i actually think they make for quite interesting reading uh actually because I think they're quite intriguing titles um, when you look down the list. Because obviously all the all the stories are two-parters. Yeah. And um, they kind of, each title um, kind of works with the other title, doesn't it? In, in terms of, for example, Episode 7 is called The Zygon Invasion. Episode 8, The Zygon Inversion. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I kind of, I like this. I like the fact that they've seems to be some sort of theme here. Um, yeah. So we've got The Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. of the first two-parter. I still don't quite get those <laughs> titles. I mean, I like, I like them, but I don't get them having seen it. But we'll, I don't know, maybe, do you?
1: Um,
0: I'm not sure. I, I
1: really like the titles. I think they sound good. Mm. Um, but, but I'm, yeah.
0: Well, we'll talk about that more, obviously, next <laughs> week. But yeah. But um. so then we've got Under the Lake Before the Flood. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. That's the Toby Whitehouse episode, isn't it? Yeah um the girl who died the woman who lived I mean that's that's really I'd like I love that so that's quite an intriguing two-part isn't it Um, I think
1: that might be them is that the Maisie Williams
0: I think it is stories yeah 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 yeah, I think it is um then the Zygon invasion the Zygon inversion Uh, then we've got sleep no more and face the raven I love I really like that face the raven yeah um, that makes me think of um, the Black Guardian for some reason. I think I'm just thinking of that thing that's stuck on his head, that dead bird that's stuck on <laughs> his head. But yeah, Face the Raven. Wouldn't it be awesome if he'd come back? Um, mind you, you'd have to have Dahl Valentine for that wonderful voice, but sadly that wouldn't happen. And then finally, we've got Heaven Sent and Hell Bent. Mm. Again, two great titles, I think. Um, even though yeah. people were saying, oh, Heaven Again, Heaven and Hell. Mm, I get, yeah, I can see. But I still think they're good titles.
1: They are really good titles. And um what so what do you think about the whole um two parter thing then throughout series nine? Do you think this is a good a good thing to do?
0: Uh yes, I do. Yep. I initially I thought it would have been better if it was a little bit mixed, so we got a couple of two parters and maybe the odd standalone. But but the more I've thought about it and especially after getting these titles, I, I do think it's a good thing actually. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I love the fact that they're all two-parters. Yeah. Um, it's kind, of, um, it, it, it kind of got a classic Who feel to it, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah,
1: because yeah. all of the um, everything from, uh, I don't know, McCoy previous, I guess, um, if you were watching them at home at the time, they were always, you know, at least two, usually four-parters on average. So it does, you know. For watching at home, it does have that cool kind of, you know, um, larger story feel to it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and the other good thing about it is, is I think it um, it encourages you to to watch it when it goes out the following week. And by that I mean sometimes if it's um, a standalone story, whatever you'll just think, oh, I'll catch it. You know, if, if I'm not in that night, I'll, I'll I'll watch it on the iPlayer when I get in, yeah. or or tomorrow. I think the good thing with a cliffhanger is it really sort of makes you think, oh God, you know, I can't wait for next week. Oh, well, you know, it, it does bring that little bit of excitement back. Um, Cause I was a bit gutted that I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to a concert the night the witch's familiars on. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, oh no, you know, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the second part. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have felt that, sort of bad about it before if it was just all a standalone episode i just think oh well i'll catch that the next day but because it's a cliffhanger and i'm dying to know you know see the rest of it already i'm just sort of thinking yeah i think it's a good thing I, I think it sort of brings a bit of an edge to the series as well and it makes it feel a little bit more old school like the old series as well
1: yeah 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 no it should be good and there's some really good titles though.
0: yeah great titles I, great I like fun. it
1: yeah um and last up in the news this week um some more big finish stuff uh, so we've had the um we've had the announcement of the uh, torchwood uh, second audio play that's coming out um I think it's is it this year the end of this year because mm. um the john Barrowman one um is that called conspiracy
0: that's the one yeah. Yeah, yeah um
1: that is out this year and then we um told you guys last week a week before that there was another torchwood um production coming and that was going to feature um as Eve miles and Kai that's right. Yeah. Um so though yeah so that one I'm pretty sure that's coming out. Uh when is that? No, March. No, this year. It is this year?
0: Yeah, I think they they yeah. have changed the yeah, I yeah. think they have brought them slightly forward, I believe, yeah. yeah.
1: And then um on top of that, we've now we're now going to get a series 2 of Torchwood which is out early next year. Um which is really cool because there was always kind of a a feeling of like, you know, are people still wanting, you know, do people still want Torchwood? Mm. is it popular enough that people would still want more stories out of those guys and it clearly is so uh, that's really cool and then based on the um, on the image that big finish have produced this could be um the, the next audio play could be all three of those guys together um, which would be brilliant which would be amazing so yeah. um, from what i gather it's been the production's been really cool as well um the the producer of um torchwood for big finish uh, James Goss has as has put out there to say um, uh, everyone involved had so much fun that we just didn't want to stop Um, and then Big Finish said it's okay you don't have to Um, but then they already got the script in and it was a delight Mm -hmm. so it sounds like everything's gone really well you know kind of behind the scenes and getting this stuff done so um, I say bring it on yes you know anything because um, even though Torchwood isn't a even though it doesn't really cross the boundaries too much in terms of outright storylines with Doctor Who it is still a part of the wider universe mm. you know and i don't want to go all star warsy you know and and go like expanded universe and then this becomes canon and that doesn't become canon and all that stuff but you know i think what they're doing so far with torchwood is really really good and i'm hoping that you know if the series 2 goes well and everything is you know, everyone's really up for more Torchwood. It could possibly lead to, you know, a bit more TV for Torchwood, maybe.
0: Yeah, it yeah, would, would be, cool. be good. It would be good. I mean, I, I haven't got this uh, series yet from Big Finish um, for cost reasons and also because I've got such a big backlog of stories to listen to. Um, but I've heard really good things um, from people who, who have got it. Um, uh, in fact, I know Cousins, who we mentioned earlier, was absolutely just said it was brilliant uh so so good um I really want to get this and uh yeah I'm glad that we're getting more because like you said it just it just feels like um it's continuing the story rather than just sort of being left to rot (laughs) if you like you know because Torchwood did disappear for a while and I think it has got a massive fan base out there you know yeah um so yeah I'm glad that it's these have obviously done well they've warranted a second series um and like you just said bring it on
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick Briggs has uh, said um, uh, that he couldn't imagine um, that the response to the Torchwood series would be positive. Um, And he says he's really pleased um, that they've been proved wrong on that. So it just goes to show, you know, I really like that about Big Finish as well. They're willing to take a punt on stuff, Mm. you know, so um, that's really cool.
0: I don't know yeah. where they're finding the time to do so much great stuff. I mean, they're bringing out a prisoner series next week and not next week. So next year, um, which I'm really excited about. I love the, oh, you 60s love that, show. I would love the prisoner. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work on audio. Cause it's a very visual and colorful, uh, program from the sixties, but <laughs> But um, but I have faith in Big Finish. I, I think if anyone can do it justice, they they will. Um, but I just don't know how they find the time to do all this great stuff because they are churning out a lot of quality stuff at the minute. Um, you know, normally when you get all this stuff coming out, the quality can dip or mm-hmm. or things get lost. And you know, uh, but they they seem to be consistently good at the moment um, with, with their releases. So yeah yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Absolutely. lootly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's going to wrap for news. Um, I think we should get into our review.
0: Yes, I think we should. Adam? Yes?
1: What are we doing
0: this week? Gary, there's a ood loose about this hoose It's the planet <laughs> of the ood. Hold on, can you hear that? Donna, take your hood down.
1: What? That noise is like a song.
0: Over there. What is it? An ood. He's called an ood. Why, it's face. Don't I don't. Not now. It's a heat. not a it. Give me a hand. Sorry.
1: I don't know where the heart is. I don't know if he's got a heart. Talk to him. Keep him going.
0: It's all right. We've got you. Um. What's your name? Designated Ood. Delta 50. My name's Donna. No, 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 no. You don't need to. Sorry. Oh, God. This is the doctor. Just what you need. A doctor. Couldn't be better. You've been shot. The circle. No, don't try to talk. The circle must be broken. Circle? What do you mean? Delta 50? What circle? Delta 50? What circle?
1: Scary stuff.
0: Bit of the old red eye coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Um this circle must be broken.
1: So yeah. So Planet of the Ood back in two thousand eight. April no less. Mm. And this was um so this was series four. Yeah. Um before the specials, before um before Mr. Tennant bowed out on us. Um and the um the brilliant uh Donna Noble, Catherine Tate. Yeah.
0: Really, yeah, love note. Yeah.
1: Know. Um, so, story-wise, um, the Doctor, and so this is one of, um, so at this point, um, as a companion anyway, Donna is still very much, um, still very much, wow, everything's amazing. Yeah, because what did we
0: get with, yeah. before this? Partners part in Crime was where they sort of got back together.
1: Yeah. Uh, then
0: was it Fires of Pompeii? Fires of
1: Pompeii before, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then we're into this one, isn't it? So, That's right, yeah. Yeah
1: um so this is the um the second episode if you like for series four um so she's really um kind of still in that kind of oh wow traveling with the doctors amazing and stuff like that because um when they arrive on uh the planet of the ood um, which has a name i'm sure what's it called planet the planet of the Ood Uh, anyway yeah she's like oh my god this is great and then she goes out and it's really cold and blah 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 Um, and we'll come on to that a little bit later her kind of opinion on what it's actually like to travel with a doctor and so on Um, but they arrive on the planet um, and they uh, immediately find a stranded Ood um, who's been uh, kind of left in the snow but they quickly discover that he's got you know something's not quite right with him because as you heard in the clip uh, the old red eye kicks in <laughs> and um and uh you know that's not good, that's not good for anyone, let alone a nude <laughs> no, you know, um, and then we find out that on this planet that's where they're basically i don't know how you'd explain it really that I guess they're farming ouds
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I was thinking in my head, it's like a sort, it's like a battery farm, really. But basically, they're keeping hordes of oods in these containers, aren't they? To, yeah, yeah. and they're sort of selling them off, aren't they? To so are sort of bringing sort of business clients in to, to try and sort of sell them as slaves, isn't it really? Yeah, um, and I, yeah, it's kind so they,
1: of, it's weird because it's, the, because they're, they're, farming so many oods. You wouldn't think it would be quite expensive, but it looks like this is quite an, an expensive venture for people. Yeah. You know, they get like an all expenses trip paid um, to the to the Ood planet and then they get wined and dined and then they, you know, they bid for their Ood and stuff like that. Um, and that's
0: all behind the scenes is, yeah, there's trouble, isn't it? I mean, they're trying to sort of hide it from the people they're trying to sell to, but it seems that um, not all the Oods are playing ball, if you like, I suppose. Yes. Yeah
1: yeah so on this planet as well um there is a very large um a very large Ood brain um, <laughs> which is basically forms a psychic link with all the other oud um, and they communicate via song that's right yeah um so anyway they've um they've put like um a, a, a dampening field i guess around the brain um, which stops it communicating fully with all the other ood. Um, and also, on top of this, when um, when the ood are born, um, coming out of their tentacly things, um, spaghetti, yeah, is, their, is like a secondary brain, they're called their hind brain. Mm. Um, and what they do is they lop that off, they put a translator in there, and then off you go a life of servanthood. Yeah. Um, and then the corporation that's doing this, they kind of feel that, you know, this is they're not doing anything wrong in their minds. Um, um, the Ood have kind of welcomed this because they had no purpose before. Um, so, yeah, so Ood operations, they're, they're kind of um, sorting all the Ood out for people. Anyway, the Ood are kind of forming like a, an uprising, if you like. Yeah, like a revolution. A, a revolution, yeah, mm. um, to try and... Kind of break this cycle of like slavery. Um, And how that's happening is the, uh, all the Ood are getting this red eye thing. So they're going rabid basically and just killing everything. Um, And the doctrine's on to try to find out what's going on. Obviously, the very corrupt and greedy um, uh, people from Ood operations uh, are going to try and cover this whole thing up. So they just want to exterminate this, in quotes, bad batch of Ood. That's right. the doctor and donna they obviously uh put a stop to this with the help of a nude consequently um ou sigma, sigma. yep yeah. love that um and then yep yeah, they free the uh, they break the circle around the the big brain of the ud um that then makes all of the other Os who have got red eye um kind of calm down everyone's peaceful again, and then the Ud operations company gets. Well, I'm assuming anyway, unless they come back in some shape or form, um, gets dissolved because the the CEO um, comes to a uh, a very unpleasant um, and quite visually disturbing end.
0: Mm, it is, yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah. yes, yes, yeah, quite quite grim.
1: Yeah. So it's one. That, yeah. So that's essentially the story, isn't it? And um, mm. yeah. So what did you think, buddy? Well, Mainly. Uh,
0: um, I think when when we when we announced we did this last week, I think both of us said that we couldn't really remember a lot about it, um, and <laughs> we're thinking, you know, looking forward to watching it. Yeah. Um, I have to say, watching this again yesterday, I find this a really quite interesting story. Okay. Um, what what I love about it is that because the last time we saw the Ood was in uh, Satan Pit and whatever the first episode's called or whatever, but but you know, and we, I think they're a brilliant creation. I think they're one of the best. Sort of, I don't, they're not really a villain, are they? That's that's what I love about them. Are they good? Are they bad? You're never quite sure of an Ood Yeah,
1: they're I, not, I think, yeah. They're not monster. Well, they're not like your typical Doctor Who monster, are they? No, no, no.
0: There's, there's. That's what I like about them. They're quite a rounded sort of creation. I think, I think they're, um, you know, they can look sweet one minute and then they can just turn <laughs> absolutely like said, rabid and horrific the next. And, um, yeah, I really like the ute and I love the fact that this gives you a bit of a backstory. So, um, you. They've got like this what Donna calls personal ball attached to them, which <laughs> yeah. we don't really think anything of in in um in the first time I meet them in the Satan bit. you know we just assume it's part of them and then in this story, we actually find out that they have a brain in a ham which has been locked off and and replaced with this yeah controlling device and mm-hmm. so i so I like the fact that this story has given us a bit more backstory to the Ood. um and again it makes you i think it makes you care about this race as well because i just think they're a really really good um creation Dude, i don't know actually who who came up with them uh but anyway yeah i think they're a brilliant brilliant you know the way they're d- designed and and the way that they're sort of m- more or less mute aren't they they sort of communicate with this sort of eyes um yeah. yeah i just think they're great and this one was written by keith temple and as far as i'm aware uh, it's the only doctor who that he he did
1: i believe so yep yeah he mm-hmm. was
0: sort of known for writing press gang or something but, but yeah but uh, yeah i think he's done a, a fairly decent job in sort of in terms of actually giving us a bit more information about the oud and using it in a good way you know um because not only do we find out all this stuff about them but we find out that it's actually you know they're be, it's been done to them mm-hmm. do you know what i mean there's this stuff there's a reason why they've got this little personal ball and stuff so yeah yeah i like i like the actual story yeah i do, i think uh production wise um I, I, I think there's a few flaws. Um, I don't think it's perfect, but I, d- I do like the overall story of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, d- I did enjoy watching it again yesterday, I have to say. Okay. Well, what about you?
1: Yeah. I am um, uh, very similar to you, really. I really enjoy, um, I really enjoyed the story and the concept of the story. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those episodes where I've really found, um, it, it, it was really confirmed to me how good um, Catherine Tate would be um, as a companion. Um, I think that she, um, just, I mean, we'll come on to a bit more about her, uh, in a little while, but I, it was one of those episodes where I really thought like, you know, you're, you're up to, you know, not, not just accepting what the doctor says. Yeah. You know, you've got your own strong opinion on stuff and you've also got, you know, you've got, she had a good mix of a sensitive side and a strong side. Um, which I think brought out a lot in the episode because the the key thing here is that the Yuda are essentially slaves. Yes. And they, uh, you know, up until this point, they haven't really had um, the the power or they haven't really had, um, you know, enough of a, yeah. a, a kick up the backside really to try and break this cycle of slavery. Mm. And it's really Donna's understanding of that that really makes you think like, because up to this point... Um, We've, you know, we haven't, we don't really know too much about Oods, Like you say, we, it's not until this episode we find out that they're born with this hind brain and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, as far as we know, that's just what Oods are. Yeah, you know, they're they're just servants, and that's it, because we haven't been exposed to anything else. So, it's it's one of those episodes where, um, it's it's got a, a kind of nice message to it. You know, you know, the whole thing about uh slavery and stuff like that and you know a revolution and breaking free it's all very cool stuff um and 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 i think the the link between you know how we feel about it and how the you'd feel about it is through donna yeah. because for some reason i found that the doctor's character was a little bit you know although he was very much um uh very much kind of empathetic towards the situation and stuff i found that his the way that his character was written within this episode was um, still a little bit kind of yeah you know that's the way it is yeah that's it yeah yeah you but know. a matter of fact yeah so mm. I you know I, I I like the I like the fact that Don is very much you know no this isn't right you know it, this isn't the case um, and then like some other stuff like you say I thought the story was quite good there were some characters and some acting in here that I wasn't too wasn't too kind of thrilled with it didn't really blow mm. me away in some aspects but overall. You know, I quite like the story. It was just some other bits and pieces, really, that let it down for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think the thing with Donna is, I think, why why I think she works well as a companion is she's very much got that human side that we can relate to. So a lot of the stuff she comes out with and says is the sort of thing I think you think, yeah, I would feel like that. You know, like she's when she's listening to the song, the doctor puts the song in her head so she can hear them yeah. singing their, their, you know, their sort of, is it the song of captivity or something like that?
1: Um, uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. And she, you know, you, I think you can sort of empathize with Donna. Um, and I think that's why she works so well as a companion, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this sort of came because I, I mean, when she was announced, I was one of those people that just was like, oh, no, seriously, you know, this is what we're going to get full on comedy, you know. And I think Partners in Crime sort of played up to the comedy side. Then I think in Files of Pompeii, when she tells the doctor, you know, she's like you said, she's not afraid to stand up to the doctor. And I think that's when she, people, well, me certainly, start to think. Well, actually, she's quite good because she sort of wanted, you know, him to save that family. Yeah. And that follows through, I think, in this story that she's saying to the doctor, like you said, he's a little bit like, well, yeah, this is going on, and you know, it's not right, but blah. Whereas she's like, no, this is awful. Like she's like, you know, so I think that's why Donna works really well uh, as a companion, and I think Catherine Tate is really good at doing the humour and the serious as well. I mean, I I, I think sometimes she's, yeah, perhaps slips into her sort of, um, I don't know. I think she just is what she, I mean, like I said, sometimes (laughs) I think, you know, I can't remember the characters she used to do in a show, but there are times when I can see her sort of slipping into that very slightly.
1: Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah,
0: But it doesn't, I can't think of it. Who's the school kid she used to do? The grumpy. She sometimes goes a little bit to that. Oh,
1: right, yeah. I'm I bothered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bothered. Yeah.
0: But, Overall, I'd, I'd, yeah, I just think she's, she is good at the serious stuff. Like she genuinely, you feel that she cares about this race and she's not going to stand for it. And she's strong, isn't she? Do you know what I mean? She's like, I'm not having this. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, that's why I, I really like it. I think she really helps to make this episode work because of that.
1: Yes. And that's what I was going to come on to later is um, it, it's really, a, for me, it's a companion story. Hmm. Um, or even, you know, even though the Doctor is quite cool in this, you know, he is, he is his normal, you know, tenante very good self. But um, I think for me, the the, the standout is, is Donna. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Um, okay, cool. So what did you think to, um, before we get on to the Ood themselves, mm. uh, what did you think to uh, the CEO of Oud of Operations, Kleinman?
0: Climan, yeah Tim um I was looking at his name earlier thinking I won't be able to pronounce it McInnery, Tim McInnery. who I always I, I always think of as being in blackadder um oh I yeah can't yeah. help but associate him as, as <laughs> uh <laughs> oh gosh he's called in blackadder um darling isn't it captain darling yeah yeah hello darling uh, <laughs> but yeah no I, I he's he's quite a good actor and I think I think out of, like you said there are some of the supporting cast that aren't that great yeah but i i think he works pretty well actually i actually quite like him in it um yeah i like him he does make me feel like because he seems to be sort of constantly unwell throughout the episode like he keeps having this drink doesn't need to make his hair grow and uh you know because he's going bold because he thinks due to the stress and he seems to be constantly on edge and, and uptight and almost looks like he's going to be sick every five minutes i don't know i think but he's also quite a grumpy tetchy character and i yeah i think he i think he was quite a good cast actually i think i i think he works quite well okay what about you
1: i um i thought the character was quite cool mm. i i quite like the character um and yeah i think i think it was acted overall fairly well i i'm not sure it just didn't really resonate with me. Right, um, is he
0: a bit too pantomime? Do you think? You know, he's a little bit too mm, tetchy, maybe. Yeah, I
1: think that's what it was—a little bit. He was just a little bit too, um, just a, a tad too much. It—it it seems like every every scene that he was in, when he was delivering his lines, he was, you know, very much like. I, I don't know. I just found it a bit over the top. You know, yes. there was there was no, you um, know, like we were saying where. Uh, Catherine Tate has this really cool ability with to be able to do comedy and then the real sensitive stuff and the serious stuff. Yeah, Um, I didn't see that was like the total opposite for for this character for me. Yeah, Um, I
0: think he's not very fleshed out, is he? He's very he's one dimensional villain. He's he's just he's evil, grumpy, doesn't care if people die. You know, you're gonna die. I'm gonna do. Yeah, I get I I get that. I see what you mean. Yeah, and I
1: think that was well. That that's probably a big part of it. It's probably the script. You know, the the writing for him was very much... He was like the evil um, corporate company, greedy guy. Um, So, you know, there there is an aspect of... um, You you know, that's like the the stereotypical bad guy. Yeah, a bit cliche. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but I feel that there could have been a a couple of scenes where he didn't have to play it quite as... You know, and the only... uh, Actually let me just backtrack a little bit. There was one scene where I thought that he did bring it down a bit and have a a more sensitive side. Mm. And that was when like during the middle of the revolt where all the Ud are going absolutely bonkers. um, He, he, at that point he doesn't know that Ud Sigma has been giving him um, something else other than hair loss treatment, Yeah, you know? And he says like, you know, Ud Sigma, you're, you know, loyal to the end. And then he actually has this bit of compassion. He's like, you know, go, you know, go and be with your people. Mm. That, so in that one scene, you know, that was quite cool. But I just wish that there was a couple more bits like that from him. Because without that, he's very one-dimensional. Yeah. You know, so that that was my only thing with him. I think it was quite cool. You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't watch this because of this guy. It, it wasn't mm. to that extent. It was just more like, yeah, I would like to see a bit more as well
0: yeah I, I think i agree with you i think yeah he, he i think he's fine for with what he's given but i i, I know what you mean he, he yeah he doesn't really get to do much apart from be the villain yes um yep. yeah i would say while we're talking about him though let's let's talk about that scene where he it you know the, the dude's constantly giving him this supposedly <laughs> hair tonic throughout the, the episode and then at the end um he sort of turns into a nude it turns out that it's actually some sort of i'm not quite sure i can get my head around it what is it some sort of compound that actually i don't know how how does it turn them into a nude i'm not quite sure but but um they've been sort of basically planning it all along um and i i remember the first time i watched this and even yesterday i find it a bit gross uh (laughs) i actually think they went just a little bit too far with it i mean i it, the effects don't stand up as well as they did the first time I watched it. But basically, he opens his mouth and all the spaghetti ooh stuff sort of comes out. And then he, the bit I don't like is he sort of opens up his, it peels back the skin on his head to yep. reveal the ut- and It's all sticky and hot. And uh, then, yeah. as if that wasn't gross enough, he then sticks up a brain on a on a sort of umbilical cord. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I'm I've, maybe I'm just a bit of a bit of a softy, but. I think it's a bit gross. Um, it kind of is. I don't even think it's necessary to the story. That's the thing. I don't really know why they want. Why do they want to turn him into a nude? I don't know. I just, I find that bit a bit gross out and I don't sort of see. Right. Yeah. I don't see, yeah. It doesn't really work for me that, to be honest. I don't do know. you know what?
1: I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love that scene. Yeah. And I, uh, right. and, I, <laughs> and I, and I, I think the the shock value, because mm. let, let's be honest, it, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a horror movie, um, like grotesque kind of thing. Really, it's I not. I think it's pretty gross. It's not gory as such. It's just no, it's very. Not gory, no. Yeah, it's just very visually, um, you know, potentially squirmish to watch, uh, and it's really, it's it's funny actually because I I think I've seen this one maybe. Um, three times and then like the fourth watch was this week for the review and the times i've watched it previously uh, my wife has always been like oh my god that is disgusting it is disgusting, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that lots of people are, are doing exactly the same thing at that scene
0: i can picture you when he sticks up the brain in his hand i can picture you laughing well well, yeah i wasn't laughing too much that uh, it's just it kind of plops in his hand this gross slimy ball yeah
1: i was i was kind of hoping for the typical like you know like that kind of popping sound (laughs) as a (laughs) can that but that would have been too comedy but um but yeah i think it was really well done and it it does have that it does have that almost kind of shock value to it because yeah. you're right you know when he's peeling back the skin on his head and it's That's the quite slimy yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then all the tentacles come out of his mouth and stuff. I think that I think that it's it's in there because they want to you know make it absolutely explicit that this guy has got his comeuppance yeah. you know and I think that when you were saying that that scene is possibly not necessary and why did they turn him into a nude I think it's because it's the ultimate punishment for him you know, because that in that scene where he throws the um, he throws oh, Doctor Ryder, doesn't he? He yeah. throws him over the barrier, and obviously kills him as he lands into the, the giant Ood brain. Um, I think that it would have been all too easy for them to do the same thing to 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 Kleinman. Yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah, I, think
0: I I concede. I think, yeah. I think you've made a valid point there. You've 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 changed my opinion. Yeah. I think it, I think it's I do find it gross, but yeah, okay, that that makes sense. It's uh, yeah, it's a different way of, of getting rid of him. And like I said, it that is the thing about this story is it, it contains some very unlikable people. Mm-hmm. So you you do love it when they get their comeuppance i mean i did love the fact he got his <laughs> comeuppance i yeah. also love the fact that the um the guide gets her comeuppance when because she gives them away doesn't she she yes. has a chance yeah. to help them and then she gives them away and i love it when she gets <laughs> gets uh, gets her comeuppance um uh, in this yeah okay so i concede it's not a scene i like to watch but uh, <laughs> but maybe and it and it is in the tradition of of classic doctor Who. i mean Two's always had bits gross out scenes like that so maybe it does need i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the face melting scene in dragon fire i'm thinking of the melted faces in in resurrection so yeah it has a place in Doctor Who. perhaps you're right it should it should be there
1: yeah yeah okay and it's also along the lines of um you know in in a lot of doctor who where there's that we have those episodes where kids and adults are watching the show And we have those cool episodes where Doctor Who's that really cool program where, you know, it's borderline quite scary Mm. with the kids kind of hiding behind the pillow. Um, But it's also really cool at the same time. So, you know, for the adult stuff. So I think it's got that vibe to it. But like in a reverse psychology sort of way where the kids will be like, oh, man, that looks really cool. And in this instance, the adults are like, oh, that is disgusting. I can't watch it. So it is quite cool. And I think that. Um, we've seen it in a in a lot of, you know, stories in the past where, you know, kind of like the ultimate, you know, demise or the punishment is you get, you know, you get turned into the thing you hate the most mm. sort of thing. And I'm not saying that he, because I'm not saying that he, he hates, you know, um, individual Ood personally, but I think just as a collective, I think he just has, he sees them literally as just bugs under your shoe kind of thing yeah yeah um so yeah I, I enjoy that scene for that reason the most you know everyone's rooting for him to get his comeuppance towards the end and that's like the ultimate you know payback from the UED. So, yeah i like it it's cool
0: okay i, I agree yeah i agree <laughs> you, you've you've turned me around to that yeah <laughs> um
1: and then what did you think to let's talk about Oud sigma he's like the undercover agent
0: i love Oud sigma
1: he's cool isn't he he comes <laughs> yeah. up doesn't he in, in another story he does he pop up towards the end of the specials to guide the Doctor home to the TARDIS?
0: Yeah, because he does actually say at the end of this episode, doesn't he? Your song is ending soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll come on to. And that. I we'll thought, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I think I wasn't. I was thinking that all happened much later in the series. No, no, so I was a bit yeah. surprised by that line. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he does pop up again.
1: He's quite cool. So he's he must have some kind of. So that that one thing I didn't quite get is you know with a lot of the youth who kind of go a bit nuts and crazy Yeah. Um, it looks to me like that was, it's kind of out of their control when that happens.
0: Like they're possessed uh, yeah, so the yeah. thing I didn't
1: get is that Ood Sigma throughout the entire episode manages to not, he manages to stay completely cool like in his, his kind of undercover, you know, backhanded plan to, to turn Climan uh, into an Ood, because it sounds like he's mm. been giving him that tonic for a long time yeah because at the end the doctor's like you know they've been preparing you for a long time for this sort of thing so it's i i didn't understand how ood sigma just manages to you know not be involved in the whole red eye thing
0: that's a good point i didn't think about it at the time actually but yeah he is very calm isn't he i mean even yeah. when he stands in front of like when uh when Killman is you know going to shoot the Doctor and Donna and Ood Sigma stands in front of him and he's very calm as, as, he, as he turns into an Ood in front of him and stuff and yeah I don't know maybe it's almost as if he's the leader isn't it I don't yeah I don't know maybe he's just orchestrated it all or something yeah Um. but he's yeah cool, he doesn't though. seem yeah. yeah I love I love Ood Sigma it's just <laughs> I like the fact he's got the sort of darker jacket and everything and and I think yeah like you said it's just the fact he's very calm mind you one of the Oods that kills that guy who's operating the crane that horrible guy who is another one that you can't wait to to get it. Um, you know, he gets gassed, doesn't he? He tries to gas the oud, but then the oud turn it around and he ends up getting gassed. Oh, you know yes. the guy, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean he's he's quite calm, isn't he? That who just kind of walks away yeah. very slowly. And yep. so yeah, maybe it affects different ouds in in different ways. Maybe some are more angry.
1: <laughs> maybe some have got issues. Yeah. That he yeah, hasn't exactly. Got. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe some have just uh, got a vent a bit more than others. because um, yeah. I do like the scene actually where I, you remember me saying, I, I would always think of this being a two-parter, and I don't know why, because I, I always, in my head, this is a two-parter. Um, I think I know what it is now, haven't watched it? Because I like the scene where the Doctor and Donna are handcuffed to the wall and the Oods coming towards them, and they're like, uh, Doctor Donna friends, Doctor Donna friends. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I I think in my head I always thought that was a cliffhanger. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Because I was watching it again, and I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, I really like that. They're just getting, you know, probably down to um, – Graham Harper's direction. But yeah, it's good. The way they're just... They're, they're quite menacing. I think this is what I love about the Ood. You know, you sort of... Even when they're... Even when you know they're the goody and they're having a revolution, they're still, like, scary and yeah. menacing because they're about to kill the Dr. Donner. So they're they a really... Yeah, you're just never quite sure of a nude. I mean, I don't know if I'd have <laughs> one as a, as a, a slave because I'd just never be... I'd always be on edge.
1: You you, know? Yeah, you'd need to know where you stand with a nude. <laughs>
0: That's right, yeah.
1: Um, There was actually... The, um, was it? I'm sure there was like a little web series with the ponds. And I'm pretty sure that an Ood popped up in one of those. Oh,
0: I, is, yeah, is it on the toilet or something stupid? Yeah,
1: something like that. It's an Ood on the loo. Oh, yeah, an, an Ood on the loo, yeah. Um, so they do <laughs> pop up. And I, I've just remembered actually the other time that Ood Sigma has popped up. It's in the waters of Mars. You know, at the very end where, you know, the Time Lord Victorious, you know, his little oh, speech at the end. Yes. And then he turns round, and then Ood Sigma is standing there by the TARDIS. And then he just freaks. He's like, oh, is this it? Is this my time? That's right. You know, and then obviously, you know, he reappears um, in the, the finale, the end of time. Mm. And, uh, and guides the doctor back with, yeah. with song again.
0: And, and also, we, we get an Ood in The Doctor's Wife, but it's not Ood Sigma, but we do get an Ood in that as well, don't do we? we? Do we? In, yeah, The Doctor's Wife has got an Ood on the planet, is not it? I'm sure it has. Oh, of course, Yes. Yeah, because yeah, they, they it wasn't planned. I think they he did want a different monster, but budget restrictions. Yeah, I think to yeah. got a but that's not Sigma. That's just a nude.
1: Yes, with green eyes.
0: With green eyes, yes. Instead yes. of, Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. just, actually, you've just picked up on something. Uh, the song, the nude yeah. song, because I think this is quite an integral thing of the episode as well. I uh, and another idea that I really like is that the the Doctor can hear this this song of of cap- captivity. Uh, And, uh, you know, and it's a really haunting, strange bit of music and it's, it works really well, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's sort of, um, I don't know, it tells you everything you need to know without actually explaining it on screen. It's just a sort of horrible sort of, well, it's not horrible, but it's a very haunting piece of music. And it's just the fact that they're in this cage with this weird, it's almost like a whale song sort of thing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's like a, yeah, very unusual. Um, and I like that. And I, I do like the bit where the doctor says, her, do you want to hear it? And she's like, go on then. And I, it's it's a really nice scene and, and quite an unusual idea. You know, the fact that he hears it all the time, but she doesn't. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's almost like cause it, it sort of reminds me of, you know, sometimes if something's at a certain pitch, young people can hear it and older people can't because it's at a pitch. And it's a really strange thing to think. You think, well, how can they hear something I can't? And I, I just like that. I think it's a nice idea.
1: It is. Yeah. And that's, um, that's one of the key moments I think in the, in the episode where, um, the doctor is, he, he's kind of, he's almost trying to protect Donna in a way, but that's what I was saying earlier. She's strong enough to, to take that stuff, you know, even though she's very upset by it Hmm. and she doesn't like it. And she asked the doctor, you know, to press the mute button. She, um, she, she very much kind of just goes into it without any
0: doesn't she say she wants to leave she
1: does yeah because that's when she says um, you know because based on the fires of Pompeii as well where Mm. she basically saw other than the family that she saved um, she basically saw everybody get you know killed when Pompeii erupts so I think at that point she's thinking hold on a minute you know travelling with the doctor is meant to be this wonderful experience but so far all she's seen is like unhappiness and death and and all that stuff and I think yeah that's the point where she's like she just wants to go home she's like I, I don't want to be part of this sort of thing
0: yeah because again that surprised me so early on I was thinking well because I'm not sure what where she changes her mind because the next story is um the Sontaran one isn't it um which yeah. I the Sontaran structure, which I don't remember a lot about but yeah I can't remember what she's like in that one you know I think if whether this is a sort of underrunning theme of it's not quite the sort of joyride she's expecting and there's a lot of death involved and You know, something Tegan knows uh, all about, you know, (laughs) stop being fun and all this sort of thing. So, yeah, I like that. Again, it it does bring you in towards the the Donna character, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think in the next one, she's a bit more, um, you know, she's a bit more like, you know, this is...
0: She's more feisty, I think. Don't she sort of get a bit more, not confident, but she's a bit more like... um, I don't know a bit more sort of Yeah. From what I remember, she's kind of like just throwing herself into the action a bit more as far as I remember. But
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. she's a bit more um kind of confident and you know, kind of accepts the fact the fact that um, you know, that it's not all, you know, wine and roses with the doctor. There are stuff that there are well, pretty much every time that they land on a planet or back on Earth or somewhere, there's a big problem to sort out.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think she and she starts to enjoy sort of trying to solve the puzzle, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that's great about about Donna and the Doctor is I do love the chemistry. I, I you always get the feeling that they're having fun. Um, mm-hmm. David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Don't know. There's there's a good chemistry between the two of them. I feel. Yeah. Um, like with the with the humour as well, because. You know, some of it could be a little bit cringy, but I think they managed to make it work. You know, like the whole the whole thing about constantly being mistaken for a couple. Oh yeah, and yeah. she's like, uh, you know, don't absolutely not, <laughs> you know. And um, and then there's a bit where she says, do, "Do I look single or something?" And you know, I think there's a good camera shooting here and, and Tenant. I like it. I think yeah, it worked work really well as a doctor, Doctor Donna. I mean, it's just the Doctor Donna. It's just great, anyway.
1: Yeah, you can definitely see that. Um on screen because i think i'm pretty sure they're really good friends yeah um, in real life and they've they've worked together quite a lot Um, have you
0: ever seen have you ever seen that never mind the buzzcocks episode where tenant's hosting and she's oh yeah yeah Yeah. i mean they just yeah you can just tell from that that they just have had a ball i think you know they obviously got on very well yeah
1: yeah and they've done some some other stuff as well i think they were in a, a, a west end show together um much ado about nothing yeah they were yes um or was it that or something like that um yeah so you can tell that they're really good together you know off camera and on camera as well and i think that really shows especially in those scenes where um uh they get mistaken for man and wife and stuff you know you can tell that you know that chemistry is there so that's really cool um yeah and i mean overall i really like i I really like donna as as a companion i think she's Mm -hmm. really good. And I think that she's, um, it it sounds kind of weird, but I think that David Tennant is the only doctor that she, that her character would have worked with. So say, for example, if, you know, Donna was to come back now with Capaldi. I don't know if they, if that would work as well. Mm. I'm not sure. I just think that there's a, that there's, there's just, you know, they have got a good dynamic. Yeah. With, with certain programs, you know, there are times when the casting is just like, like genius. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you just know that, you know, that kind of stuff wouldn't have worked with other actors and stuff. I, can't, I, I just have that feeling with with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. I just get the feeling that she wouldn't have worked without as well with other characters. Sorry, with other actors who have played the doctor. Yeah, I, I think know.
0: you're right. I think they, they've they got a good dynamic. They do bounce well off each other. I think yeah. you could be right, actually. Yeah. Um, was it a surprise to you when the doctor or professor, sorry, um, turned out to be on the huge side? Cause, because he's not in it very much. I thought that was quite good. I was like, oh, he's been in on it as well, has he? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. I don't, know, I don't know if it was glaringly obvious or not, but I quite like that. I mean, I know he gets thrown straight over the rail and into the brain. Um, <laughs> so oh, yeah. he doesn't last very long, but yeah, I was a bit, I was like, oh, he's in on it. Oh, that's cool. I uh, didn't,
1: I didn't realize it at all until it happened.
0: No, that's good then, because I thought, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm a bit slow at seeing these things coming. But, yeah, I thought that was a good little twist. I thought, oh, good, in on it. Um, shame, yeah. he gets killed straight <laughs> away. Uh, the, the brain, I mean, let, let's talk briefly about the, the actual <laughs> look of the episode, because I think some of it works incredibly well. Like, we've got the snow and the fire at the end when they're going rabid. Mm-hmm. I think that looks very nicely shot, and it's really well done. Um, and then we've got, like, the brain and some of the... CGI uh, of the snow planet and stuff, which really hasn't dated very well at all. I don't think it's didn't look that great. I mean, it's a bit where the Doctor and Donna are looking over a over a um, sort of hill towards the the base. Yeah, and it's the lighting in that's <laughs> terrible. so I think the I think the visual effects have dated pretty quickly on this one. Uh, they, I mean, they're not bad. They're not they're not terrible. I mean, there's they're probably as good as some of the stuff we saw in Series Eight, but but I yeah I thought. The visuals were a bit of a mix on this one.
1: Yes, I, I agree. Um, it, I think some of it is like, you know, when they're outside in the snow. Mm. I think that's really, that that's it's shot great. really nice. The lighting yeah, is lovely. really good yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, but then, I mean, even some of the, the CG stuff, you know, when you see like really, when the camera really pans out and you can see, you know, vast kind of snow canyons just for miles and stuff. I think that looks... A bit. I don't know it's, it's almost like the effect they couldn't really get it spot on so they've kind of fudged it out a little bit it doesn't look sharp and crisp like the rest of the rest of the episode yeah it looks a bit too um, much
0: paint box or something yeah yeah, yeah uh, what, what about the claw the giant claw thing, thing yeah. that, that, I mean I'm never a big fan of that scene but it didn't the actual claw effect isn't too bad but I've, I've just always find that a bit strange that that bit. Yeah. It's almost like they needed and needed to sort of put an action sequence in to keep the episode pace going. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what always strikes me because there's sort of no need for it. You know, why does he suddenly want to kill? He doesn't even know who the Doctor is. Yeah, and I get the fact that he's just a bit of an idiot, this guy. But that's I've Commander never...
1: Kess, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. When he gets gassed. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't
1: like him. You know. Well, no, he's rubbish. So
0: I love it when he he, he gets gassed. Yeah, it's uh, just an. He's just a yeah. Not just because character. of his
1: character, but um, Roger Griffith who plays that guy, I just didn't think he was very good.
0: As an actor, you mean? Yeah, exactly. just his performance yeah. again. It was... Very over the top.
1: Yeah, very over... And that particular scene as well, when he's chasing a doctor around with the, the claw crane thing. Yeah. Um, you know, just the way he's rocking around in his chair, and he's like a bit of a madman and stuff. Um, he's trying too hard
0: to be like, yeah, oh, I'm evil. Urgh. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't yeah. really a fan of, of him or the character or the actor or stuff. So I, uh, the episode could have been, you know, f- absolutely fine without that character, I think.
0: And without yeah. that scene. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't yeah. think it... I honestly just believe it's in there to put a bit of, like, two minutes of action into the episode because perhaps they felt like it needed to inject something into it. Yes. Because um, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just an action sequence. There's no need... There's no actual plot reason for it. There's no reason why he'd want that. Well, I, I don't know if he's necessarily trying to kill the Doctor, but is he trying to catch him in that thing? That's what I mean. It just it just is a bit of a silly scene. Um, but it works fine as a sort of two minutes of action yeah. of the Doctor running around. But yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with you about the actor as well. Yeah, not not great. I mean, some of the supporting cast aren't that great in this, I think. You know, <laughs> there's a guy who, uh, I mean, he's only got about three lines, but you know the guy who's in the suit who's thinking of buying a nude? Oh, yes. He's yeah. like, leave him alone. He's trying <laughs> to pretend he's drunk and there's a free bar in here. Oh, um yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean yeah again great when he when he gets it uh but <laughs> i sound like uh i, don't, I actually i've I, do you know what? I'm, I, I'm not one for violence at all and i sound awful on this podcast because i keep saying i love it when they get their comeuppance but that is the thing with this episode there's so many dislikable characters and they are purposely dislikable mm-hmm. so that yes. when they die you don't think oh you know blimmin the the a bit mean uh, you know, they, they you don't. You sort of think, oh, good." You know, he's had it coming, sort of thing. So, I think they are purposely horrible and annoying, aren't they?
1: They, yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and if,
0: just a couple of them just happen to be not that good actors.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, it's just one of those coincidences, isn't it? It's yeah. um, you you want their characters, you know, to to fall over anyway, but you are kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> it it's like a double whammy. <laughs> it's like your characters want you want them done for, but you, d- you don't mind because the performance is not that great anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: yeah I've so, been trying, sorry, I forgot, so I've been trying to find out the name of the planet. It d- it just says um, that it takes place on uh, the year four one two six on the Ood sphere. The Ood sphere.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. guess we're
0: going to have to go with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah. The, the Ood sphere.
0: Containers full of Oods. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think oh, let's let's finish with with Tennant then. We haven't spoke about him specifically okay. too much. Okay. Yeah. Um, So his performance, um, not one of my favourites. He's not
0: given a lot of meat to chew in this one, I wouldn't have said.
1: No, not at all. Um, And I think it's strange because I really like series four. I think it's got some great stories and I I really like the dynamic with uh, with the Doctor and Donna. I think it's really, really cool. But there are a couple of episodes that just don't hit the mark um, for some reason. This is one of them um the following story the centauran stratagem as well i didn't really f- think that that was it was okay um but interestingly enough the 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 stories in this series um so this is one of them um the centauran stratagem is one of them um in those particular stories um i often find that it's donna that steals mm. the show yeah like some of the other stories are really really good with tenant like um, the Doctor's daughter, I think, is really, really good. Silence in the library is really good. Oh yes. Um, you know, and the whole kind of forest of the dead, that two-part, or all that stuff, I, I think is really, really good. And I, and I think Tennant as as the Doctor just is absolutely amazing in stuff like that. And things like Midnight as well. His performance in Midnight. Oh yeah. Is just brilliant. Some of the other episodes though, which I feel aren't as strong, it, it's it's funny because, I mean, things like Turn Left as well you know, which is a a Donna episode for sure. Um, I I find that it's a companion story more than a Doctor, which is weird because you would still think that his performance would be good, but just the writing or the episode would be focused more on on the companion. But Mm -hmm. things like this where it's not really a Doctor Light episode at all, I just didn't find him that great in it. But I found Donna really, really good. Yeah. So I I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly but No, no, um, I,
0: I I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um I do think yeah, I do think it's a lot of it's down to like you said, the script and he doesn't really get an awful lot to do. I mean there's the only bit where he really sort of gets to sort of be the sort of a, you know, tenancy doctor is when he's uh, in the cage and he says, uh, what are you going to do? You put me in a cage? Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm already in one or something like that. And that's you know, that's him letting off a bit of fire. And we're seeing a bit of the, yeah. you know, that we're seeing a bit of the 10th doctor on fire there, but that's really the only bit. The rest of the time he's kind of just running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really sort of doing a lot. You know, there's a couple of nice little quips between him and Catherine, but yeah, it's very much, I think a, a, not a Donna story, but it's very much sort of a, you said it she steals the show i think in yeah. this one yeah
1: he, he gives out an, an oh yes um oh you know, yes towards the end and and that scene that you mentioned as well but yeah there wasn't really much in a, in the a way of you know that typical kind of cold tenant doctor stuff that we expect um,
0: no, no no sort of standout. yeah
1: no i mean there was um even even the scene at the end you know at, at the end where um you know the the heroes are victorious, kind of thing, and they're about to to depart. Mm. Um, Ood Sigma does say to the Doctor, you know, and your song, you know, will we'll end soon. Will end soon. Um, even then, he doesn't really. Tannen doesn't really show much in the way of, like, hold on a minute. You know, this is this is potentially a very. <laughs> you've just dropped a serious bombshell there. Mm. You <laughs> know, let let's back up a bit and and discuss what you've just said because I'd be freaked out to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, even then he doesn't really seem too bothered. He's like, "What?" He, he, I think he just says like, "You know, what do you mean?" And then uh, Ooz Sigma says something else, and that's it. The music changes back to like the happy go lucky kind of thing, and they're off. Yeah. So yeah, even then, you know, I was expecting a little bit more from him. You know, in that scene, maybe that was a direction. I'm not sure they wanted to keep it a bit low key because, you know, that was like a little sowing the seed mm. that you know David Tennant was this is going to be his last run in in a proper series. I'm not sure, but yeah,
0: yeah, I do. I, yeah, I get that because I, I, um, I, I did notice. I can't remember what Ud Ute says after that, but he, the doctor doesn't acknowledge the next bit. He kind of just goes, "Let's go." Yes, he goes. It's, yeah. I always almost felt like there was a sort of like a line cut or something there. It yeah, it doesn't quite gel in in what the Ud Sigma's just said, and and he just kind of like turns around and says, "Right, let's be off." And it's oh, like you said, if it was you, you'd probably say do what? <laughs> My songs, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 We could have had a bit more tenant there, but I think, um, you're right. I think it's cause they're probably just dropping a little thing in there of, Oh, what was that? And mm-hmm. not, let's not dwell on it. We're going to focus on much more on that later in the series. And, um, I think that's what they were going for, but yeah, I know what you mean. Not, not much expression from tenant. there. Yes.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought his performance was, was good. Yeah, I, I don't think there are many episodes where we get a bad performance out of Tenant. So I, I thought that it was good, but certainly not one of his best.
0: It doesn't um, push him. I'm no, thinking of no. I'm thinking of Forty Two, where he's like his eyes are burning out. And there are certain episodes where he's really got to act his socks off. Yes, um, yep. this isn't one of them. He nope. he kind of just breezes through the episode. Um, yeah, not going through the motions, because like you said, that's, that's doing him an injustice. He's not going through the motions, but it's, it is kind of that. He kind of just breezes through this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: definitely um, Definitely, Donna gets this one.
0: Maybe it's to let her shine a bit. Maybe he just felt like, you know, new companion. And maybe the writers saw that. Maybe they just wanted to get Donna on board with the fans a bit, which I think, it I mean, in that sense, it does work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Reviews. Right. Scores. Review scores. Mm. Whose turn is it first this week? I think it's you, buddy.
0: It's me this week. Yes, yeah, me. Yep. Um, I'll just say, uh, not a perfect episode, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, I did enjoy watching this one. Actually, uh, I'm going to give it a seven point five out of ten. A seven A point five. Seven point cool. five.
1: Cool. Okay. Yep. Um, I will give. I, I. I quite. I quite enjoyed watching this one, and I there was a, some aspects that I really like. I really love the Ud. Just as a as a, mm. I don't want to call them a monster because they're not. Not, as, no. as an as an alien within Doctor Who, um, I really like the Yud. I think they're very cool. Um, yeah, there was just a, a few bits that let it down for me. I'm going to give this one a six point five.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I I might I may have scored it a bit higher if um, if Tenant was was better in it, and if some of the production was a little bit more on par with some of the other episodes, and also if they'd have got a slightly, you know, different cast, maybe <laughs> okay. for, the, yeah. for the supporting cast, I probably would have scored a bit higher. But yeah. Mm. What did you guys think? Yes. Uh, I'm going to jump onto Facebook. Um, we've got quite a few here. Um, Harry Walker uh, says, uh, this story is glossed over, which is a shame. It's pretty good. Um, I do like seeing Donna getting used to space travel. And I really like the platonic yet loving dynamic between her and the Doctor. Um The story also makes you care about the Ud as well, and the transformation uh, of the villain. Um, uh, They don't shy away from being very graphic, which is what we were saying. Um, So yes, a very good episode. Nine out of ten.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: Tom Dix, a greatly underrated story. What I like about this is it makes you question your own existence and whether or not we are actually the bad guys. Uh, Donna is brilliant here, further showing why she is such a great partner for 10 by holding him back and making him see the world for a human's eyes. Mm. Um, all in all, it's a great story, uh, underrated, 8 out of 10. Yeah, uh, Lewis Palmer, uh, I really struggle to pinpoint how I feel about this story. On the one hand, it's a clever story that provides awesome backstory for the Ood, but on the other hand, it's pretty tedious, overacted mess. Um, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10, a mixed bag for sure, um, Looking forward to Series 9, by the way. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much.
0: Cheers, Lewis. Uh,
1: Cousins, 2019. Uh, one of the underrated stories in Series 4. Uh, I love the Ood, uh, the most underrated villain in Doctor Who. Uh, they are really scary with their red eyes when they go evil. That's quite true. They are quite scary.
0: They are. When they, I think they're yeah. brilliant. I think one of the best things to come out of the new series, actually. Yeah. They really do.
1: Um, And he says that they actually kill people, which is true, which you don't see a lot of in Doctor Who. Uh, Mm. Love how Donna sees the proper um, uh, rocket and the Doctor gets slightly offended. Series 4 is one of the best series ever. Um, Eight out of ten. He also can't wait for the main series reviews. Cool. Yes. Uh, Alex Kingdom. This one is fantastic. Uh, To start off, the Udar back, which in my opinion is one of the most underrated monsters in Who... Uh, the Doctor and Donna are brilliant, but this story has a fantastic take on slavery. Uh, overall, nine point five. All right. Okay. Uh, Adam, Time Lord Fishwick. Uh, <laughs> it's a good episode. I wouldn't class it as one of the top episodes, but it is good. Um, uh, he likes, and uh, I like the ood song when Donna hears it, which is an emotional scene. Really, um, she's pretty good. Uh, Christopher Charles Goddard. Uh, very short. I find it a bit ood. <laughs> Which is quite cool. Uh, George Coppin, uh, a year before this episode aired, I had the idea of a giant brain uh, being in Doctor Who and then this popped up. Uh, anyway, it's a nice little episode uh, with funny and serious bits in it, 6 out of 10. And lastly, Roxanne uh, what an accept- sorry, What an emotional episode. Uh, this is a beautiful and heartbreaking story that brought me to tears. Uh, well acted and a unique location. Uh, superb acting by 10 and Donna and she gives it an 8 out of 10.
0: Cool. Yeah, the brain's not as good as time of the running no brain, but anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh right i had a couple on geek sandbag uh stuart stockwin he says an average story in the best series ever yeah a lot of people like series four it's nice to have an enjoyable episode at the start of the series so the rest can have lots of action the oud aren't my favorite villains but even though it's what they live for i feel sorry for the oud being treated like slaves Catherine continues to prove that she can act as well as do comedy in this episode he would give it a six out of ten okay yeah Finn Walsh, he says, it's a good story. Don't love it. Don't love series four at all. Really, Finn? Mm. uh, Series four is quite strong, I think. Um, So he's going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yanto Williams says, (laughs) tragic news about the Ud. There's been a terrible (laughs) flood. They tried to escape into the flood, but it didn't do any good. And (sighs) now they're all dood.
1: Very good. (laughs) And he
0: says, if you can read that as I was intending it to be, then you're the best person on the planet. I bet I didn't. I bet I didn't. But anyway, (laughs) uh, amazing episode. Love the scene where the Doctor and Donna look at the Ood in the cage. Very emotional. Uh, Kieran Knight, he says, it's fairly average. The Doctor and Donna are the best part and very entertaining together. I also love the Ood, but the acting from the guide woman at the company is a bit OTT, especially when she died. I was just laughing at that point. Um, <laughs> once once you know the twist about what the Eudes were doing to that guy, it's very predictable on multiple viewings. As you can tell by my vagueness, it's a bit of a forgettable when compared to other Series 4 episodes. He's giving it a 5 out of 10. Okay. And finally, Thomas Andrew Evans says, massively underrated story in my opinion. I love 10 and Donna, but then who doesn't love Donna? The transformation near the end, where the guy turns into a nude, is really freaky and reminds me of the guy from The Empty Child when he transforms into the Gasmar Zombie. Yeah. Overall, pretty good episode and very enjoyable. He's given it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, we had a review, uh, so we had a comment on Twitter as well. All right. From a Mr. George Garrity. Uh, and he George. just puts, um, no, just no. I love the Ud in the Satan's Pit, Impossible Planet, but this ruined their mythology. Three really? Out of, three out of ten. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Not impressed. Yeah. Each to their own. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Thank you, George. Um, so I, I think yeah, a bit of a mixed bag, I guess, overall.
0: Yeah. Um, it's an episode that throws up some good ideas, and it does make you think a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it is a mixed bag. It, it I think it could have been better yeah there's a lot there's there's some good stuff in there isn't there um perhaps not maybe utilized as well as it could uh
1: yes i would yeah i'd probably agree with that
0: but do you know what i like about the Ud? even though they've popped up a few times i don't think they've been overused i don't know about you i think they've you know i like it when an nude pops up but like a lot of things in the new series they just kind of get trooped out all the time yes um yep. and yeah i i still like the Ood. I i'm I think
1: they're cool yeah I think we will see them again for sure oh yes yes. for sure oh yes
0: yeah if one pops up behind Capaldi you know at the end of series 9 saying uh, you're coming with me then we know we're in trouble (laughs) (laughs)
1: cool man so um, Planet of the Ood Um, yeah thank you very much for giving us your thoughts and opinions on that so uh, what was it 7.5 from you uh, 6.5 from me yeah yeah and I think we will wrap there dude okay thank you very much for joining us for episode 56 um i forgot to say which i probably didn't need to really normally we say adam what we're we doing next week but you already know what we're doing next week yeah don't have to say really Um, Yeah, so this week was actually the last of our uh, retro reviews, if you like, um, because um, as you are 100% clearly aware, um, this Saturday is the start of Series 9. So for the next however many weeks that Series is on, I think, what, the next 10 weeks, something like that, um, all our reviews will be of the current Series exciting times ahead yes yeah, so we will still put up on Facebook and Twitter our post to get your comments on that seri- on that episode and stuff so that's going to be really cool over the next uh, over the next few months going through Capaldi's second series it's going to be awesome
0: it's going to be brilliant yeah I'm so looking forward to the next few weeks
1: yeah it's going to be good um, right trivia question last week we asked you on what planet are Voltrox found and uh, we had a person get this right it was Kate Johnson well done thank you very much the answer of course is the planet Necros of course sure of course (laughs) who wouldn't know that Uh, question for this week Um, after after the episode or the story The Daleks which is the next story to see the Doctor visiting Scarrow so after the the story The Daleks what's the next story after that that the Doctor visits Scarrow jump onto Twitter and Facebook and give us your your answer for that. We'll read them out next week. Until then, you can check out all of the past episodes and all that stuff on the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can also jump from there onto Twitter and Facebook and give us a like and a follow. And you can listen to like past episodes and all that that stuff. Be sure to check out Adam's uh, YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag. You can find that on YouTube and also Facebook. Really enjoyed your last um, video, by the way. You got oh, some thanks. really cool blind bags there.
0: Yeah, cool. I gotta say, I got a got a video coming up with some of the new Doctor Who ones in, and some Ghostbusters one, and they are just awesome. So oh, superb. That's cool. coming up soon. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really good. So be sure to ch- Be sure to check out all of that stuff. Um,
1: enjoy the witches. Um, no, enjoy the Ma- magician's apprentice.
0: <laughs> the Magician's Witch. The Magician's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Enjoy um, episode one tomorrow night of the new series. Really looking forward to talking to you guys and getting your thoughts and all that. We will see you next week. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Alonzi. Uh...